Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. Uh, presenting tonight, Sue Timberlake with me, her humble, humble sidekick, uh, Mike Dow. And uh, <laughs> I love all these role changes. Yeah, well, you know, we got to keep it fresh. <laughs> And, uh, you know, there's a new administration, and we just heard from him last night. <clears throat> and we'd like to hear from our listeners, too. Um, and you can get in touch with us by email at civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org, uh, at civilpoliticsfm on Twitter, and facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio is how you find us there. We do also have our own website, which is quite simply civilpoliticsradio.com, and that's got recordings of old episodes of the show and supplementals and other goo-gaws and doodads and thingamabobs. Uh, and a tip jar if you feel like throwing us a few bucks. Because, yeah. <laughs> we got to pay for the website, if anything, if nothing else. So, uh, yeah. So, how you doing, Sue? Pretty good. I um, Can I admit that I came home last night exhausted from work, talked to family, and they said, oh, we'll get off the phone so you can watch Biden tonight. You know, my cousins are Democrats. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I said, oh, of course, of course, I'll watch Biden because uh-huh. I always like to, you know, I love this stuff, right? Yeah. So I said, and, and he is the president, so you know, it might be, yeah, it might be the You never know. <laughs> well, and I, I'm supposed to be getting ready for this show, right? So I sit yeah. down on the couch, and it was probably about twenty after eight, and I woke up at midnight, so uh-huh. I don't know what to say. So I have been, I did watch the news, and I have been. Uh, you know, listening to good parts of it and, you know, doing my job, but I did not listen to it um, live, you know, from beginning to end. So I apologize for well, falling I, down on the jobs. So I did. You. And I got to tell you, uh, I don't remember it that well. <laughs> I mean, you know, all respect, uh, you know, uh, uh, I was going to call him Uncle Joe, but that's um, that's a different guy, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. All hail Stalin. And a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, uh, Gran- Grandpa Joe Biden, you know, you know, all respect to him and the office. And I agree with the, with the ideas that I, I noticed. But at the same time, yeah, you know. Like, yeah. So long. Was it long? It, I have eh, a, it recorded. Not more than 90 minutes. Yeah. 90 L- minutes. Less than yeah, 90 I, minutes. I think it was like 80 minutes. I was just. I was looking at the DVR, just, yeah. you know, when it shows you where it is, where I'm mm-hmm. watching, it's like, oh, wow, I think I've watched a half an hour of it, an hour of it. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much more. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I really don't like Ted Cruz, but man, I totally get it. Like, if I've been sitting there <laughs> in that room, listening to Joe talk and talk, and it's warm, you know, because mm-hmm. the lights are on in there, and it's oh, probably and the been a long are day. On there, so they they yeah. catch them all doing whatever they do. I I have fallen asleep in. You know, I, I went to grad school for for history. You know, I've sat in oh, on a quite a few people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people talking quite a few. Like, here's my research into 18th century glassmaking and how it connects to you know, and it may be in like an interesting topic, like oh, 18th century glassmaking and its ramifications on you know the slave trade and you know uh, uh, population <laughs> dynamics in New England. It's like you know, like this 
really juicy, interconnected look at something important. And I'm just picking this out of the air. But, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll totally go to see that. And, you know, after 10 minutes, I'm in this warm seminar room and this person, you know, is not Mr. Charisma or whatever. And it's like, you know. <laughs> sometimes it's a droning voice that just lulls you to sleep. So well, it's just it, but he does whisper a lot. Biden does whisper a lot when it's yeah. a really important point. He whispers. Yeah, yeah it's very interesting. <laughs> Which, I mean, it, it's the, you know, when it's important, lower your voice so people strain to listen. Like, I get that. Yeah. It's, it's actually, it's a good power move. Um, but but yeah, in so, my case, that's probably where I went off to sleep because it's like, oh. <laughs> Well, he didn't start talking until nine, as I recall. So <laughs> Yeah, no, I missed it all. So yeah. I, you know. yeah. Well, but I'm, I'm listening to it now and I find myself sort of, never mind. Yeah. yeah. No, I... I <laughs> Let's talk about what we did glean out of it and maybe move on to some other things after that, because, you know, we may wind up exhausting this this vein uh, fairly soon. Who knows? But um, what did you? Well, all right. So here's a thing that I know you appreciated because you're a feminist uh, as much or more so than I am. And just that little and I'm moment- looking at a screen right now with two women behind the president. Yes. Right. That moment where he stood up there and said, you know, Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President, I'm the first president who's ever stood up here and said those words. And it's about damn time. And it's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 Yeah, that was good. That was very good. So the way in which, you know, I've I've mentioned from time. Although it annoys me that they're all second in command. (laughs) Well, Nancy Pelosi's first, first in command of the House, but. You know, to the extent the yes. house has a command, but yes, I just meant that as as you look at that, as those three people sitting there, he's still in charge. Well, he's head of the executive the, yeah. branch and has more yeah. individual power through his office than any of the others. But, but yeah, I I think it's also he's speaking. They're sitting mm-hmm. behind him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I here's here's the the so I'm 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 often you know I'm a Democrat. Uh, because it's the more left-wing party, and I have a lot of left-wing views. But at the same time, um, in some ways, I'm a Barack Obama Democrat, which means kind of sort of, in a way, I'm like an Eisenhower Republican Democrat. Like, the the one reason why I was, I was so excited about Barack Obama and, and so, you know, uh, enthusiastic for him back in 2008, <clears throat> excuse me, one reason I was so excited for Barack Obama back in 2008 is that uh, I had this sense that, you know, America is a huge country. We've got over 300 million people. We've got this huge economy, you know, this the, the, these entrenched government. We have, you know, interconnections all over the world and whatnot. So the idea that um, – uh, appealing as radical change is and as necessary as it is in some cases like dealing with climate change, for example, there's a certain amount of, you know, you don't want to steer the ship too quickly because you don't want to capsize. You know, you want to you want to bring everybody with you as you're making these important societal changes. And so I'd like to hearing us sailors saying steady as she goes. <laughs> right. Well, she needs, you know, like I think I think the world, I think America, I think humans need to 
make a number of changes to be more equitable and fair, to uh, have uh, uh, environmental safety and environmental justice and reproductive justice and all kinds of things like that, which I, I don't want to derail this too much by going into that. But just on, on a basic level, like, you know, I was like, Barack Obama is going to be a big improvement over George W. Bush. He's he's not going to do stupid things like try and invade Iraq for, for no good reason. Uh, you know, he's not going to tell us lies about WMD. He's, you know, not going to allow mercury in the drinking water kind of things. But also, uh, just on a basic level, like, he's black. He can be absolutely middle of the road. And just by being Barack Hussein Obama, he's moving the country left. He's moving us forward on our, you know, journey of of embracing the best of humanity. You know, that was, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. you know, it's radical just by being there. And the less it becomes a big deal, like, yeah, all right, it's Barack Obama. Okay, whatever. You know, the, the in a way, the better it is, like the less it matters that like, he's the first black president. She's the first woman this, or, you know, the first South Asian that, you know, like those milestones matter, but they matter as, as milestones, as marks of progress. And what we want is to get past them to the point where like, oh, yeah, yeah. You remember Kamala Harris? You know, she was the first woman vice president. You know, like. After a long fact. series of them. Yeah. <laughs> right. <Yep. laughs> you know, like, like, yeah, you remember, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was the first woman to say we should have nine female justices on the Supreme Court. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, know? I remember that. I was going to bring that up because when they asked her how many women should be on the Supreme Court, she's like nine. Yeah. <laughs> she's, that's great. I, you know, that's I'm when there will that, be enough. So. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so again, you know, like, oh, yeah. So there's President Joe Biden, you know, grizzled old white guy. But yeah, Madam Speaker of the Been House, there forever. Madam Vice President. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like, I, so I- You can like, see the change coming. Yeah. But it's not scary because he's still in charge. Got it. Well- I'm, I'm being- I'm being disingenuous to you. No, I you're not being disingenuous. Well, you're not being disingenuous <laughs> to me, really. Like, no, I, I I'm all for you. it. I was voting. You know, I'd, yeah. I'd have voted for Elizabeth Warren. You know, for example. <clears throat> but oh, that's right. I've forgotten that. No, yeah, I was yeah. a I was a big Warren supporter. But um, yeah. regardless, just I, I I was down for like just we're gonna keep things moving. And yeah, there's still some glaring problems that we need to address and it would be good to do it faster. But, you know, the whole, the glacier is moving towards the sea and that's good, you know? And so yep. long as things keep moving the way they're supposed to, the way that they have been <clears throat> and the arc of justice, you know, is long, but bending towards, you know, the arc of history is long, but bending towards justice. Okay. There's a certain amount of, you know, we don't need to 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 panic or or really make radical change, um, yep, we're and, going and, in the right direction, right? And uh, you know, as the past four years have demonstrated to us, no, unfortunately, it's not that way. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like uh, eight years of obstructionism from the Republicans under Obama, and then four years of Trump, and it's like, okay, no, we need to, we really need to 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 start leaning on things hard to, uh, you know, have racial climate justice and so forth and so fifth. You know, stuff we've talked about, and, <clears throat> stuff I know we broadly agree upon, but just yeah, and the and the at the same back. time, I like the small, I like the like just yeah. Here's the thing: it's done. You know, Kamala Harris is vice yeah. president. Excellent chance she's going to be the next president. Suck it up and deal with it and move on. You know, 
Yeah. So, yeah, sorry, let the ahead. character assassination begin. Well, well and, yeah, and, it has, hasn't it? <laughs> oh, of course it has. Yeah, it, you know, who knows what she's wearing or why anyone cares, but, you or know. Her that's, children's book. That's, oh, yeah, anything. Did you hear um, about that? No, no, so, she has a children's book. Yeah, she wrote a children's book a few years ago called Superheroes Everywhere. And <clears throat> I only heard about this because... Uh, the New York Post ran a story about – I think it was the New York Post – ran a story about um, uh, children in immigration detention, You know, this ongoing problem that the Biden administration really needs to do a lot more to deal with. But Yeah, they're trying to ramp up a lot of stuff to try and address that, I think. Yeah. I have a sense of that. Yeah. Yeah. Judges and courts and, and yeah. places for them to stay that are safe. And yeah, because there's thousands of them at this point. Right. right. And I don't, I don't know how much of this is the Biden administration is really uh, is screwing up and how much of this is just like, you know, we've hit the iceberg and we're trying to steer to safety. It takes time. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, <clears> some but, of it may be oh, good. Um, Trump, my my guys, my party may have encouraged the messaging that it's a free for all at the border once, you know, Biden won and to encourage people to 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 make the trip you know you can Could do be. that you can you know sort of create create the rumors and help spread the misinformation that made everybody go to the border and think they were going to come across just because biden was president Could and be. it, it, it you know it creates a crisis and it's like oh look and you know you don't find anybody's fingerprints on it but it's you know sure. it's definitely a tactic it's a tactic sure and so. there may well be issues of of trump people you know, people Trump appointed and hired who are still there and just they're they're dragging their feet in all kinds of ways. Um, yeah. Though, though, uh, I'm pleased the Biden administration has announced that uh, uh, immigration and customs enforcement agents will not be camping out at state and local courthouses to uh, take people into custody when they appear on other legal matters. So that's yeah a, a, a good step well, back. So well, since you mentioned that, you know that Obama did do some of that. That some oh, of that yeah. started under Obama. Trump oh, just yeah. raised it to a oh, yeah. to a new uh, a new height. That's yeah. one of the one of the reasons why liberals like me are kind of disappointed with Barack Obama because yeah, there was some good stuff, but there was some really bad stuff mixed in too. Yeah. Well, and so, what would you do? You know, you you know the folks are going to be at the courthouse. You know, I can see the temptation to catch catch I, people while they're there. Well, and, and the the ISIS current policy is that if it's someone who is, you know, like there's there are exigent circumstances or there's a, you know, a, a, a serious criminal complaint, you know, it's like, oh, this guy is, you know, Dave Valdez from Canada and he's wanted for murder, then, yeah, they'll arrest him if he shows up at traffic court, you yeah. know. But if it's just, you know, Dave Valdez from Mexico who's just – overstayed his visa and he's just hanging out whatever you know like we'll let him show up at traffic court you know and not make a thing about it and that yeah. you know that that helps you know that just means that the 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 wheels of society can continue to turn um and to the extent that our criminal justice system offers justice people can get it even if they are not citizens yeah so I mentioned the whole thing just because <clears throat> this New York Post story talking, looking at children in immigration detention um, had a photograph of, you know, toys and books and things like that that, that, that 
the, these kids were given in this particular site they're looking at. And Kamala Harris's book was there. <clears throat> and it was a, a Reuters news service photo, I think they used. So uh, they basically were like, ooh, they, they, they basically published a story saying like, uh, the new policy of the Biden administration is every child who, Im- who immigrates to the US like this gets a copy of her book. And oh boy! How much is they she getting that paid? Up, right? Is ca- yes, they yes they absolutely did. They just made it up, and several people oh, no. on Fox News were reporting it and saying, you know, and, and they and, repeat it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and 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 House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy was saying we need to look into this. Like, how much money is Kamala Harris making off of this? And the answer is none. Like, it was one copy of the book that was donated by a private citizen to, like, you know, uh, hey, give books and toys for kids. So they gave a bunch oh, of let books. let me give him this one. Yeah. yeah. We haven't read it, so let's give it to the, the – yeah. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe they haven't read it. For all I know, yeah, it I'm is just, the, I'm for being hawkish now. <laughs> it might be the worst children's book ever. I don't know. I never even heard of it until yesterday. Me, so me I have neither. no opinion. <laughs> I will have to go borrow it from the library just so I can make sure there's not something hideous. Just kidding. Well, didn't one – was it Sotomayor who wrote a, also wrote a children's book, which is really good. It's about – uh, Latina girls and yeah, it's a, you know it's sort of heroine's book. I think it's uh, Sotomayor. I might be wrong. I, I might have been. I uh, don't remember Kagan. who, but there've been but, a number. Yeah. Of, a lot of public yeah. officials have written some really nice children's books. Uh, uh, yeah, you know. Mike Pence's – I can't remember if it was Mike Pence, maybe it might have been his wife or his daughter, but you know they they, they did a nice little book about uh, their pet rabbit in the White House. Oh, the and, bunny. That's yeah, right, Marlon Bundo and. You know, uh, John Oliver went to town with that and did a whole thing. That's how I heard about it. But, you know, it's like it's a nice children's book about a rabbit in the White House. You know, there's and I like the name. Yeah, it's a great name. That's part of what John Oliver appreciated. And, uh, you know, like I, I, I haven't read the book. So, I again, I don't really have an opinion. But, you know, I don't think there's anything, you, you know, unless it's like got like, you know, and this is why, you know, Marlon Bundo says, follow, repeat after me, kids, ein Volk, ein Reich, ein Führer. Like, no, 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 no. You know, unless it's doing some crap like that, like, fine, whatever, you know, like, this is not the issue we have with Mike Pence. You know, the issue with Mike Pence we have is, you know, cut funding to AIDS clinics and there was an AIDS AIDS outbreak in Indiana as a result, you know, or no, it was the needle exchange program, I, I think. I can't remember exactly what it was now, but it was like, hey, this thing you did had consequences and people died. So that's awesome. <laughs> anyway, I guess we- I like them writing. I like politicians writing children's book more than the biography that they do when they get ready to run. You uh-huh. know, it's usually so self-serving. And I've tried to read a few of those, you know, whoever, you know, whichever party's getting ready to run, they, you know, somebody, they hire a ghostwriter and do a biography. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah. It comes out just as, so people buy it because they're like, oh, who is this guy running for, or this woman running for president? I know. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, uh, and I think uh, my understanding is Barack Obama's written like three of these books. Yeah. Yeah, I've I think read he's written quite a few. Zero of them. I have yeah. like like I hear it's inspirational and dreams from my father is a title I've heard many times. You know, and it's not that I'm uninterested in the man, but like you know, I'd rather just read like the 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 the, the you know, the five paragraph summary like on his Wikipedia page or whatever. It's like that's cool, but you know, <laughs> close enough. I, <laughs> well, you know, I did read John McCain's book. Well, well John McCain's say- book like is going to have it, unusual drama. 
<laughs> oh, it did. It did. You know, because well, Barack Obama's story <laughs> may be inspirational and important and have useful insight, but he wasn't a freaking POW in North Vietnam for three years. I mean, yeah. just wow. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. a story. Funny. John, oh, McCain? John McCain is funny. Oh, I'm and not he's surprised by irre- that. Yeah. Irre- irreverent. And yeah, I miss his sense of humor, I have to say. But yeah, that was that was one of the few that I read that I actually got all the way through and was, you know, it was sure. pretty in, was about the military, too, and sort of a, a military families. And, you know, just it was it had a lot of different aspects to it that I found interesting. And like I said, with his sense of humor, you never knew what was going to happen in it. So but yeah, most of the time they're just, you know, it's sort of what you do, I guess, when you run for office. Oh, yeah. Or you write a book about uh, my vision for the future or whatever. And yep. yeah, I, I get it. And, you know, it's important, for the example, that, did. Yeah, yeah, it's important, for example, that John Kerry has like a like a has a writes a book about climate change and what to do about it because he's working on it. And, you know, he's you know, he was secretary of state and whatnot. Like, yeah, OK, cool. But at the same time, it's like, I yeah, you know, like I it's bad. I know it's bad. I'm not interested in reading John Kerry's book about it. I'd rather read, you know, articles, you know, by like scientists and, you know, and, and, and reporters who focus on this, you know, and it's like, here's how it boils down. And, you know, and, and, you know, I'd rather read John Kerry's essay about like, here are the five things that policies I think we should pursue kind of thing. I don't know. Well, the the two other ones I really like, just since we're talking about these for a second, is, um, <laughs> I, you know, I like Chris Christie, and he wrote I a do. really good discussion about, you know, Bridgegate and mm-hmm. uh, just a lot of stuff. Try, you know, the Trump years. It was uh, Let Me Finish, which is a it's a pretty good read. He had a ghostwriter too, but it's a it's it's also funny and you know it kind of moves. But the other one I really enjoyed, and it wasn't before he was running for president. It was uh, Al Gore's. Inconvenient Truth. Oh, yeah. Also a movie. Yeah. Yeah. That that was amazing. It really I had much more respect for him sort of following his career and, you know, the arguments that he's made about climate change. And I mean, he really is a visionary. You know, you may not agree with everything that he says or does, but, you know, he's he he really I mean, he makes the argument. You can really see it. I think that's why it turned a lot of people towards yes. un- understanding and believing in climate change. I mean, yes. he, and and he I, was I, ahead of the curve in terms of the public discourse. Way, way yeah. ahead of the curve. Yeah. Because that and book so, is, you know, what, is made, it 12 years old now? 15? Uh, I would guess. I forget when the movie came out. I do, too. Yeah. <laughs> I think I even have it on DVD yeah. somewhere. But yeah, but uh, it was, you know. And he, I think he didn't get an award for the he won an Oscar or yeah. something. I forget mm-hmm. Oscar, and um, just I mean, I'd I'd like to watch it again because I I know now a lot more than I knew when I first saw it. But it was it it was quite a um, it was quite a piece. Yeah, and you know probably will be seen as um, an inflection point. You know, even though people have poo pooed him and he didn't win the presidential race, and I just you know I think. You know, sort of like Rachel Carson's Silent Spring. It was, you know, it it changed the way people think about it. That's true. So. And the way even people who yeah. haven't read the book talk about things. <clears throat> a friend yeah. of mine told me he yeah. was, uh, you know, he was on a, a trip years ago in South America and he was, 
you know, they were hiking on a glacier in Patagonia and the, the tour guide was talking about how the glacier is retreating because of, global, you know, it's warming and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And there were two other Americans on the thing and they were hardcore Republicans and they're like, yeah, you know, like, oh, yeah, I guess, you know, things are warming up a bit and the glaciers retreating. But Al Gore's still a still a filthy, filthy liar, and it's like, but <laughs> the, the things he said; these are problems that are happening. You just acknowledge they're happening. So what? <laughs> yeah, uh, people are funny. I don't know. I I look forward to a day when you know I'm a conservative, as you know, but I'm also mm-hmm. a conservationist mm-hmm. and yeah. a feminist, and and it's like. You know, the the boxes we put people in, I, I'm looking forward to when people are human again and you can, you know, be multifaceted and have, you know, different aspects of your personality. You don't have to walk in lockstep, you know, or, um, you know, egg, egg somebody who puts up a Republican sign or do you know what um, my right wing friends call people that own um, those Toyota cars that are the first ones that were electric? No, uh, no. You know, the, you, oh, know, the you know the name of the yeah. Yeah, they call it the the pious. That person has a pious. <laughs> kind of true. The first time I heard it, I laughed so hard. It's, it's, it's just and it's, it's funny and it, because you know. there is an element of truth to that. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm, Especially I'm, the early yeah. adopters. I remember 15 oh, yeah. years ago the opinion leaders. Yeah, well, like no, more than that. It was uh God, it was almost 20 years ago. I was uh, out car shopping with my uh, uh, then fiance, Michelle. And, you know, she was looking at, I was like, well, you consider buying a hybrid sedan. She's like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And I went up going, going with a Honda for various reasons. Um, but, uh, you know, we looked at a Prius and just like the, 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 the way people talked about a Prius, it was just like, oh, yeah, it's green. It's like, okay, okay, yeah. it's. It's it's a car that uses a bit less gas, and that's good. But it's got a lot of batteries in it with a lot yeah. of heavy metals and stuff in them. Yeah, right. But like, it's still a car <laughs> made by, yeah. you know, like let's let's be clear about what we're doing here. You know, well, and there is a certain status of you know, like Apple, you know, Apple, yeah, iPhones, uh-huh. all that. You know, there really is a there is. There is something to that, and I get it because that's you know branding in Madison Avenue. Sure. But it's just you know we, our parties have things that we. I th- that's why you could joke about it. You know, if somebody has a Birkenstocks and Brie, you know, you, sure. you, you don't you don't you don't have to guess what party they are. It's like someday we'll get away from those stereotypes and we'll just go back to being, you know, flawed individuals again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be a lovely change. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, I think well, we've got like another couple of minutes. We're not quite, you know, at the. Should point we where talk we should... about that speech? Yeah, I was going to say. Do you want to? Do you have any like uh, sort of things to tease in the second half where we might actually talk about the president's address? Well, we probably <laughs> should talk spoke about capital... for like an hour and a half. There must have been something in there we want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, and we talk I mean, for besides an hour and we the talk about intro, anything else? But yeah, it, it's very funny. Hi, welcome to Southern um, Politics. We're Sue and Mike. Have you met us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could digress like no tomorrow. Well, I will, I'll probably want to talk to you about capital gains taxes and that mm. kind of stuff if you want to talk about it. Sure. Um, 
you know, 55% of our biggest corps paid zero federal tax. I mean, he, he uh-huh. had some pretty good factoids in there. Yeah. Um, and, and trying to mention George Bush, you know, some of that stuff we can talk about or, you know, really anything that you heard. Cause I, I may have heard different parts of it than since you sat through the whole piece, you probably have some things that you want to talk about too. So. <laughs> I tried very hard to pay attention and failed repeatedly <laughs> again, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I respect the man, but you know he is not. He's he's no he's no Abraham Lincoln or 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 Churchill addressing Parliament. You know we will fight them on the beaches, <laughs> fight them on their landing grounds. You know it's like no, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We even had a really so good no wonder he plagiarized some of his best speeches back in the day from you know British labor leaders. <laughs> oh. Um, Churchill did. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Uh, yeah. Joe Biden. Remember Biden? back in 88? That shot down his campaign. Oh, he got plagiarism. That's right. That right. put a stop to his first run. Right. And now this we don't care. This is one of the reasons why. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's like at this point, it's just water under the bridge, baby. But, you know, this is one of the reasons why I was like, I don't know about Joe Biden uh, as as a pick for the Democratic Party's presidential candidate. Because, you know, he does sometimes tell these stupid lies. <laughs> <laughs> but well, and anyway, and my trouble with him is, um, do you think he ever had an original thought or is he just, you know, one of the guys that is in the middle, of, you know, not a leader, but more of a he's he's just going to be he's going to maintain the country a little bit. I don't know how to explain it. That's probably not a good way. You know, some people have ideas and they and they draw you to them and they explain why they're important and they take you there and you sort of believe them you're going to get there. And Joe Biden is much more of a, well, th- these are the compromises that my party's come up with and, you know, we're, that's where we're going to go. But I, I don't I don't feel inspired. And, you know, I'm a Republican, so I guess I probably shouldn't. But I just don't on any level feel you know, I just feel like it's go along, get along. And um, Let's I, you talk probably about this differ with me. I, I, I don't know that I do or, or don't. I need to think about this. And this is a perfect we'll time to take our, our mid-show break, actually. <clears throat> so let's just take a moment to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs. Keep the FCC happy. And we'll be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Wow, I really rolled that R. (laughs) (laughs) Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. to Evidence-Based Radio, Science and Skepticism from a Feminist and Socialist Perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP. 103.3 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still uh, hype manning for Sue Timberlake uh, here on our show. And uh, we were talking about uh, the anti-hype man, Joe uh, Biden, our beloved uh, 46th president and uh, not the most inspiring speaker who's ever inhabited the Oval Office. Not not the worst, but <clears throat> not the best. Um you actually were saying just before the the break that uh, you know you didn't find Joe Biden to be a particularly inspiring figure, like you know more more a sense of him as a custodian than as like a bold and transformative leader. And I I, I disagree in that he's put forward some policies that are uh, a, a real change in direction for uh, the country, like the Green New Deal, like raising corporate taxes and. <clears throat> the COVID relief plan and many other things. Yep. I mean, even you already, think they'll pass. Uh, some of them already have. Uh, I think, I think they might. But the comparison, I, I think, I agree with though, is Joe Biden in some ways reminds me of George H. Uh, w. Bush. Oh, the father. Yeah, yeah. Because you talked about him as not an original thinker. And, you know, yeah, I kind of get what you mean. I'm not, you know, Joe Biden obviously is not dumb. He obviously knows a lot about things. He's been in politics for a long time. He's had time to think about them and learn things. But at the same time, he's not, he doesn't strike me as a bold and transformative uh, leader with a unique vision. It's more like, hey, how about where he, you know, treat people fairly and decently and stop police violence and, you know, make sure everybody has, uh, you know, health care and so forth, you know, good old fashioned, you know, center left ideas. <clears throat> um, and in that respect, he, he hasn't said anything that says, you know, wincingly uh, 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 I'm not sure what the right what, what the right word is, but, you know, like like uh, uh, 
uh, cringeworthy. Not exactly cringeworthy, but you know, George W. You know, President Bush, the first one, talked about how you know there was a you know he wanted a thousand points of light, and oh, yeah. Yeah. he wasn't so good at the vision. He wasn't so good at the vision thing. It's like Saturday Night Live made that famous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was like, yeah, the vision. Not gonna do it. Not thing. gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> It's like yeah, like the fake debate between him and uh, Mike Dukaga. So it's like that. Stay the course. Thousand points of light. You, you know. Yeah. And, and okay, um, Mr. Vice President, you still have three minutes. Uh, pass. <laughs> John Lovitz's Dukakis is like, I can't believe I'm losing to this guy. <laughs> so yeah, I I. I I, I agree. Joe Biden, in some ways, is cut from that same cloth. Uh, he's certainly a creature of Washington. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, he's a creature of Washington, but also, uh, you know, plenty of reasons to criticize uh, William Jefferson Clinton, but good at getting up in front of a crowd and 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 pulling them in with his oratory and setting out a vision. And yep, and then this, getting people to to vote on it. Right. Yeah, and, by and, hook or by crook. And same with yeah. Barack Obama. You know, same with Ronald Reagan. I mean, I got a huge <laughs> list of problems with Ronald Reagan, but he was he was he was called the great communicator for good reason. Well, and he got people that would, you know, get get things done, you yeah. know, however oh, they, yeah, they it, did it, do that. Every president has to has to hire good help because, you know. <laughs> a, a friend of mine who's uh, interested in military history was just telling me, you know, the real reason why Napoleon's invasion of Russia failed in the, you know, in the early 1800s. And I'm like, because uh, it was Russia, it was really far, and it was a bad idea. He said, yeah, well, obviously he had all those problems, but also Napoleon's kind of felt that he had to run everything. So in addition to, you know, invading Russia, he's trying to run things back in Paris from his tent on the steps. And it's like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see how that would be just too much. So, you know, yeah, good leaders uh, uh, delegate. And uh, they say that's what did in Hitler, too, is that his, you know, his generals either didn't want to disturb him or, you know, some (laughs) of the very tactical errors at the end because he he wanted to, you know, same thing, had his finger right on the the trigger of everything. Things that brought down Hitler, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Actually, you yes, know, but speaking kind of, of, stuff. of 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 delegating, uh, I'm reminded there was a a nice article in the uh, Slate by Fred Kaplan uh, within the past week uh, that basically uh, said one legacy of Walter Mondale, who just passed away recently, uh, that people you know overlook is he was the first vice president to sort of in this more modern mold. Where you know he oh, told yes, where he started to to handle stuff. That he he moved into the West Wing or the East Wing. Yeah, uh, West Wing. And I he think, actually, yeah. yeah, and he played a ro- actual role. It was yeah. like the modern version of vice president. Yeah, he yeah, was I'd sitting in on, on cabinet meetings, and yeah, because he told Carter, "I won't be your vice president unless you let me do this." And Carter, yeah. and apparently, part of the thing that really sealed the deal was. Um, the dry runs they do for, all right, in the event of a Soviet nuclear attack, here's what we do. And Carter was like, 
wait, why isn't the vice president part of the, you know, the planning for this? It's like, well, he never has been before. It's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) If something happens to me, the vice president's going to be doing this from scratch? That doesn't (laughs) seem smart. (laughs) Yeah, Carter was smart. He was was a nuclear physicist. Did you know that? A physicist? In addition to... I knew he was in the Navy and worked on a nuclear submarine. I didn't know he actually was a... Yeah, a science in degree. addition to being a yeah, in addition to being a peanut farmer, he was a smart bugger. Yeah, and Which is still like is at the age panels. of he's about a hundred. Oh, good right? point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He had, he and um, I forget his wife's name, Rosalind. Uh, Rosalind Carter. They just met with Biden. I guess they just had a powwow. Oh, nice. Just for, yeah, he just I guess because he didn't obviously travel for the inauguration, and yeah. but they they went down to see him or something. So that's nice. Well, just a side note for all you bird watchers out there, Jimmy Carter wanted his whole life to see what's called a painted bunting. They're quite spectacular birds. I've never seen a real one, but they're in the South, but a little rare. And they look, they look like somebody painted a bird with all different fluorescent colors. They're really beautiful. And um, about five years ago, some, some birder down there figured out where there were some and they actually took them to see, to see them. So he got to see a painted That's bunting nice. and they're in Georgia. I mean, he'd grown up in Georgia, but he'd never seen one. So anyway, That's nice. so some, you know, yeah, it's nice to be an ex-president. Yeah. You know, people do nice things for you. So. Well, and I think he's one of the best ex-presidents we've ever had. But so talking about our current president, uh, you, I know, so Biden has, President Biden has proposed uh, increasing corporate taxes and the uh, tax on capital gains by a significant amount. And uh, as a person who uh, benefits from uh, investments and in inherited wealth and whatnot, uh, capital gains taxes are going to hit me where I live. But I, uh, I think it's a good idea. I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't should think capital be gains should be treated specially. I was going to say the same rate. So the, um, I think the way they talked to Reagan about it was that the bus driver should be taxed at the same rate, rate as the guy that sits home. And his investments pay him that that earned income and quote unearned income, but that both incomes are the same. You agree with that? Well, let's let's. I mean, yes, because think about this: um, the paycheck that that bus driver earns, there's uh, federal income tax taken out of that. If the if he's in Massachusetts or she's in Massachusetts, if they're in Massachusetts, uh, there's also a state income tax potentially taken out of that. There's also payroll taxes taken out of that, you know, social yeah. security and, and and if you're in Philly, you get a city tax taken out of that. Right. Yeah. So, um, so they're getting significantly less of their money than the person who's paying capital gains because they're, you know, uh, not every state taxes capital gains. Uh, so, you know, the federal tax may be the only bite at that particular apple, and. The the one sort of hazard or drawback to capital gains is quite simply that you know capital gains is uh, the price of a stock is is ten dollars when I buy it and when I sell it it's twenty so I've made ten dollars a share that's great <clears throat> but if I bought the share at ten dollars you know fifty years ago and because of the rate of inflation you know an adjusted dollars twenty dollars now is the same as uh, uh you know. Uh, Eleven dollars. Then I've only really it's made a, in today's right. dollars. Yeah, exactly. I've only yep. really made a dollar a share 
really in terms of wealth, you know, spent adjusted spending power, but I pay, uh, you know, on the full $20 in, in today's money. Yeah, exactly. So, but like I said, on the other hand, I'm not having payroll taxes pay- taken out of it. And, um, you know, if it's really so terrible, uh, you know, lazy entitled rich people like me could go always go out and get a job. So what do you, know. you think of the two arguments I'm, I'm hearing in my crowd? Um, that it's double taxation, even though it's just on the gains, not on the principal, um, that the money's already been taxed at some point. And the, uh, what was the other argument? It just slipped my mind. Oh, that the investment will go down because that's what they were trying to do is get people to invest, reinvest the money. So, all right. Um, well, all right. To take the second one first, uh, on one level, yeah, sure. Anytime you put a tax on something, you're going to wind up getting less of it because people be like, eh, you know, the if I was going to make five bucks on this, but you know, it's going to be taxed away, then whatever, I'll do something else. Um, yeah, you know, that's that's broadly true, but um, the, people invest money. Uh, Certainly, you know, my father, the investment banker, invested money and his clients invested money because it's like you have this extra wealth that you don't need right now. What are you going to do with it? You know, there's the proverbial sock under your mattress, but that's, you know. Loses ground because of inflation. Yeah. And also someone could steal your mattress. (laughs) So there's all that. Um, But also um, investing money is, uh, you know, taking uh, a, a surplus to our immediate needs wealth and investing it in something is a way to uh, spread around the benefits of society and also to to reap those uh, benefits. You know, it's like, oh, you know, if I invest Make money, more money. In this, yeah, I could I could wind up making more money. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't see that as a a, a particular problem because you know, you got to put them, you, you got to take this extra wealth you've got right now that you aren't currently using and do something with it. So why, you know, you're going to invest it in something, uh, you know, and you can only put so much into buying government debt and buying real estate, you know, if only because there's only so much real estate to buy. <clears throat> buy toys. Uh, buying commodities is largely a sucker's bet. Um, no, no, I meant toys like things, you know, yachts and paintings and. Oh, sure. You, know, you could buy but it, stuff. again. Those yeah. are commodities, and to the extent, yeah, all right, you know, sure, buying beautiful paintings is a nice thing, but you know, how many beautiful paintings are you going to really own and have space for? And how many yachts do you need? You know, I mean, I, 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 I'm and not Robin in had the, seven houses. Right. I'm I'm not in the they, Oh no, it was McCain. Yeah. Sorry, it was McCain. Yeah. Well, I'm not in the owning seven houses or owning a yacht category. But um so so I don't know, maybe if I was I'd understand and then I'd truly understand, precious. But as it is, <laughs> eh, you know, it's 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 nice, but you know, at some point you can't put it all in stuff and investing it in businesses is a way to yeah, make your money work, you know, put your money to work for you. And also, incidentally, <clears throat> for me, one of the considerations is if I put my money into, you know, a business that's doing what, uh, you know, good work that I think matters, I'm helping, you know, put something good out there in the world. I'm, I'm investing in a local business and promoting the local economy and, 
you know, and these people yeah. want to do whatever. So, um, so socially motivated, yeah. right? Well, you know, it's it's one of the it's one of the things people talk about when they talk about like, oh yes, you know, ultra billionaires like you know Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos. Well, they have all this wealth and they do so much good with it, and it's like, well, eh, you know, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole really, but you know, like doing good with it means taking money and giving it to people who do things with it. That's investing, you know, like the difference between an investment and a donation is, did you get an ownership stake? Is there some kind of understanding that you're going to get, you know, you're going to get a share of the profits or you're going to get a loan repayment or whatever, as opposed to like, I am giving this money to the New York Philharmonic and they can play the violins with it. And that's it, you know, like, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, and the other thing is the first thing you mentioned was, um, uh, double taxation, double tax. Yeah. And so, I've heard my party say that. And I don't I don't quite get where they get that because the money was taxed when it was earned, probably in some way, some fashion. But capital gains is it's it's their new, you know, it's it's right. the gain. It's not the principle. It's not the principle. So I, I, yeah. Yeah. And I think I heard is it Bill Newman take on somebody. I think it was Bill Newman. But it was very interesting. A Republican friend called in and was sort of making those arguments and. I, you know, I, I don't believe those arguments and I'm not sure why my party makes them, but. Cause it, they sound you know, good. I, and well, and on a state tax, that might be true. I mean, well, in some and, ways and, that is kind of true. And winning the, and, and winning that argument means we get to keep more money. So. You know, yeah. Well, there you they, go. I can give you millions of reasons why I want to make that argument. Um, <laughs> But you've, well, yes, you've you've nailed it uh, uh, on the head there. And the other thing to consider is, was it taxed at all? I mean, you know. Uh, so the uh, one of the few it's upsides, right? To, well, one of the few upsides to you know having all of your close family you know die is you inherit their stuff. And so I inherited money, and you know. Some of it was cash, some of it was stocks. And, you know, the value of the stocks that I inherited when my brother died in 2015 was pegged at the value they had in 2015 on the day he died. So even the stuff that he bought 20 years before, um, yep. and that might have increased in value significantly, all of that capital gain that he would have had to pay had he sold it was immediately just magically expunged. And I was handed these stocks as if they were brand new, and I tried Didn't to do. Didn't his estate pay it? Didn't his estate? No, pay because it his because David wasn't worth you know David wasn't even worth a million dollars, much less the six or oh, seven million. There was million no dollars. estate tax. Right. I got it. Never mind. Right, he yeah. didn't even trigger yeah, the Massachusetts were... estate tax, which is which kicks in at a million dollars. Um, so, uh, and that's gone up and down over the years. So depending what year you died, right. it had a very different right. effect. Well, the Massachusetts yeah. state tax has been holding pretty steady, but uh, the federal one has, has done a bit of a yo-yo. Um, so, but my, uh, you know, so I, I did a rough back of the ele ele elephant. <laughs> <laughs> that is the kind of conversation we're having. <laughs> I think we're both getting a little punchy and we are near nearing the end of the show. So I should probably uh, wrap up so you can say anything else you want to say. But um, uh, I think it saved me $50,000 in taxes. 
because yeah. I because of that, yeah. you know, washing away of capital gains that happened while Dave owned the stock. So, I mean, you know, it's obviously 50 grand is not going to, you know, is not going to make or break the US Treasury and, you know, it's not the not the biggest deal. But on the other hand, you know, I don't know many people who would be like, people. yeah, 50 grand, who cares, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I feed a lot of families for a couple of years. So. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, that that is a solid year's income for, you know, a family of two anyways, right? So, you know, certainly you can, if you're living alone, you can pay your rent, pay your utilities and have some fun over the course of a year with $50,000. So, so yeah, so yeah. that's why I'm, I'm, I'm dubious about both of those arguments and, uh, and the estate tax even more so, uh, but that that's you know that's a whole other kettle of fish that we may not want to start cooking this yeah close and to he the isn't end. Biden yeah. yeah Biden wasn't I was just gonna quickly uh sort of think about the other things that he he's proposing I mean he has big plans three big plans really one which he's mm-hmm. already passed and then infrastructure and the American family plan is what the, he was really um this was the announcement of that right this speech was yeah. and um well, as a as a lefty, uh, I'm big on family planning. So, <laughs> well, and and you know, educational access, and there were like four parts to it, and tax credits for kids, and twelve twelve weeks family medical leave, and um, and the need for you know, more public education offered freely to kids. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, freely. Yeah, age five to yeah, what is it? Five to twenty, years. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah pre-K to yeah. Well, and. And you know all those all those things. So the question I have for you is: Is he going to be transformational? Because in some ways, these plans really are transformational. They are like the New Deal under Roosevelt. I mean, it, it, do you, and do you see him as a transformational president? If we, or it, certainly the potential. If we can achieve these ends, yes, yes, these will be uh, the start of. Uh, 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 these will be transformational if they are the start of a of a sort of an ongoing process of <clears throat> well of investing public resources in uh the american people and that's really how i look at it like a lot of people are like oh government handouts that's charity or whatever and it's like no 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 charity you know charity is like oh your house is burned down here's some blankets and food and of course we'll take care of you you know that's so sad you know you know, ch- charity you is, feet. yeah, charity is, uh, you know, like, like, uh, uh, you know, handing a hot coffee to the, to the homeless guy on the corner, you know, uh, like, like charity is important and it's a, it's a, it's a good thing and I don't want to knock it in any way. But, uh, to me, the whole point of, uh, you know, uh, unemployment insurance and welfare and job training credits and, and public education and whatnot, it's not, charity it's saying it's you know investment. yeah well it's an investment because it's like you know what's the fundamental uh uh understanding that's supposed to make america america the idea that like all humans are created equal so we all matter we all have these rights that are equally important and all of us have this potential for wonders for greatness and for excellence uh that we should uh uh give space for in our society and embrace and, uh, and, uh, try and harness. And so, you know, investing money in kids' education, investing money in, you know, 
uh, uh, hot, you know, hot breakfast and lunches for for every school kid. You know, making sure everybody can go, you know, gets good pre K and goes up through, you know, like at least two years of of college. All of that. That's that's investing. That's that's seeing that people are worth it, and we're going to put something in there. So, ultimately, investing in people, putting money and resources into helping them, uh, you know, make better choices in their lives and have the 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 room and the space to try things and and fail sometimes and succeed others and and learn and grow. Like that's that's what it's all about, and I think that's an excellent use of public money. So does it worry you at all? You know, all Biden's plans added up is 30% of the GNP. I'm not that worried about it because, A, investing money, you know, like betting on we'll get more out of this down the road, that that's a, that's a bet I'm willing to take. It could fail. I mean, all investments can fail. Things can go wrong. But that sounds like a smart bet to me. And the other thing, of course, is- Worry right. how big it is, though. Any any limit to how big it could be? I mean, do you worry uh, about that? I mean, uh, there probably is, and I don't know what it what what it would be. But also, the other thing is, um, uh, since it's government money, it's dependent on on tax revenue, and uh, I really like the fact that he's planning to uh, put uh, resources back into the Internal Revenue Service to make sure that. You know, people pay rich, their taxes. Yeah, yeah, especially the the rich jerks who uh, have way too much money. <laughs> so. Who said that? No. So <laughs> we're one to no one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're probably at the point where we should uh, wrap up here. I think uh, the music's playing. So, um, so yeah. Sorry to cut you off, Sue, but we got to go. So uh, thanks for listening to Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at 10 and OK Asia at midnight. Uh, a podcast of this show is going to be uploaded uh, in the wee hours of Monday morning, and we have a repeat broadcast uh, on Mondays at 4 in the afternoon. So listen to us all over again. But that'll do for now. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.